tip. Good afternoon. It is August 29th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? There are a couple of phrases in the English language that'll really grab someone's attention, and one of them is free beer. And that is exactly what happened at Aviva Stadium in Dublin this weekend. Uh, week zero of college football started. There are a couple of major uh, teams playing. You know, nothing too crazy. No ranked teams or anything. But the probably the, the most popular one, uh, the Nebraska-Northwestern game. For some reason, the credit card machines could not hook up to the internet, as well as... Uh, it says in the article that they could just not process cash. So I'm just thinking they did. They were like, no, we're, we're all credit card. You know, a lot of places are doing that. Like, hey, we don't want to be dealing with cash. It's just, it's all digital, but was not working. So their solution was giving away free beer and giving away free food. Wow. We're, we're, we're doing it wrong. You know, if it's, if we, if we can't make money on this. Nobody can just, just, <laughs> I I'm surprised that that was the, the, the way that they went. Uh, I just would have thought we're not going to give this away uh, for free. I mean, I would I would have thought you know, hey, we're going to try to figure out some sort of cash system because you know people still still have cash. I mean, I'm sure they were frantically going the, the whole time, but I just don't know how you write off the well. Uh, yeah, we're just going to take a huge loss on on beers, uh, as you may imagine. Once word got out that there was going to be free beer, the the line situation uh, was just unreal. Uh, I mean, it's, I suppose it's hard to complain. You know, you're probably going to have to stand in line to get, to get beers anyway. But uh, I watched one video. Uh, it was probably like 25, 30 seconds long of he, a guy started at where the beers were being handed out and just went down. And he, at the end of the 30 seconds, you still couldn't see the, the end of the line. I, I don't know why, if you're giving away beer for free, that it couldn't have gone quicker. I, I think that the longest part of a beer transaction is usually the, the the payment part so if you take away that i would have thought it would have went faster but i'm sure the when when the the you know free d- demand goes all the way to the top so i'm not sure how many people uh, were watching the game versus hey i'm just going to get this beer and i'm going to get back in line to get another free beer how long are you waiting in line to get a free beer hmm cuz obviously if you're at the game you're most likely a football fan. You wanted to see the football game, but also part of me is thinking you're not just standing in line for a regular free beer. Like, Hey, you know, here's a, you know, a $3 Bud Light. It's like, this was going to be a 10 or a $12 beer. Like, uh, you know, I think that'd make it so I'd stand a little, a little while longer. Uh, I, it's always tough. It's not like it's uh you know, six flags and they have the, the sign that says, Hey, it's a half an hour from this point. It's an hour from this point. You, you don't really know, but uh, I, I'd probably stand in line for a half hour for a free beer. Half hour? I, I think so. I, I mean, right, well, even like before before the game, uh, you know, maybe, maybe halftime, you know, you, you miss a little bit of the game. Uh, I, I suppose part of it, too, is like, can you see the game? You know, how is the, the stadium set up? Like, are there good TVs? Are you still paying attention? Or are you just, you know, you're, you're in line and you, you have no idea what's going on? All right. I think 30-year-old me is only waiting 10, 15 minutes max. I think you go back 10 years, it's kind of hard to think like this, but I think 21-year-old us, there's no, what, an hour? Like, <laughs> free beer? Like, what else do we have to do? Yeah, this, this is it. This is great. <laughs> why, why is everyone else not in line here? Like, look at this line. This is what everyone else is thinking. We're all geniuses. This is, We're all on the same page. We just want free beer. So I, I think there's an age range. I don't know where the cutoff is exactly that transition becomes, but I, I think it's 30. Although at 29, I don't think I would have waited either. Maybe, maybe 27, 25. I don't, what, what do you think it is? 
I think it just has to do with the with the with the type of person. And yeah, like I said, like how how good is the game? Is it is it a close game or is it is it a blowout? You know, there's I think there's a lot of factors, not just uh, not just age alone. Actually, you know what? I don't even want to be here. Zach talked me into coming. I'm gonna go wait in the beer line. I don't even want the beer. I just would rather yeah, be in yeah, line right? than watch college football with Zach. Like this is this is just our <laughs> easy dilemma here solved. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was thinking is like, hey, would this entice, does this entice you to maybe go to a, a college football game because of the chance that there just might be free beer? Now, is there beer at all college stadiums or is that not universal? No. That's, that's not universal, right? Like That's no. selective in states or just certain colleges? I don't know how it's decided upon, but I know that uh, it, it might even, it is even sometimes by sections of the stadium. Uh, I know that where Kentucky plays, that in the suites you can have beer, but in the stands they do they do not sell beer. So it, it's different schools. I think have different rules. I don't know if it's a state thing or if it's a uh, just by the school. You know, obviously if you you bring alcohol and and liquor, uh, you know the rules are are different, and you you sign yourself up for more liability. Uh, but I think majority do have it. Um, but yeah, but there's definitely uh, it's definitely definitely Kentucky. But uh, you know, if I just did a little bit of research, there's definitely some like famous places that uh, you know you hear about. It's like, wait, hold on, they're they're showing major sporting events here. Like this is on primetime ESPN, and they do not serve any beer. Like what? Uh, that's um um for the uh, Final Four, they do not sell beer. Really? Yep. That, that's that's confusing. I, first of all, just. <laughs> He's just turning down the money in one of the most greediest sports in the world or any business in the world. It, it just seems fascinating to me that they're they're turning down alcohol sales. You, you ask any restaurant where they have the largest margins, it's alcohol. And it's acceptable at games. We've already accepted paying, you know, arguably, what, $5 more than the average market price at these stadiums? Oh, I think it's more than that. It might even be more than that. So, Oh, I was, uh, I was incorrect. Uh, so... It used to be that they did not serve beer at uh, NCAA championship events. So that includes the final four, but that changed in uh, 2018. So now you, that, now that's you not that long ago. Like that's still a, a long time of, of saying, nah, we're, we don't want the alcohol sales. I, I mean, I understand it. It's probably a dry area on campus. So you probably have mostly underage people or, or kids there. And I, I do think that there's something approachable with college sports. I think that's supposed to have, you know, a, a fun, wild college atmosphere. And then I think there's somewhat of a family friendly side to it as well. And you, you mix all that in. And I, I don't know if you quite uh, merge those quite as well. You know, that, that might not mix well. So it's just, just fascinating. Uh, yeah, but- I've definitely I've definitely been. Uh, and I'm trying to think if it was the final four, because I would have been in 2016 or if it was uh, some of the, the earlier rounds where you'd go to a place and, you know, I, I can't remember, I'm trying to think where where it was, but you You've been other times and they serve alcohol and you can even see it's like, well, that's where the beer area is. It's it's right there. I can see it. And it's just kind of all kind of covered up and just it, it's not not available. All right. Are you ready to talk some real football now? None of this college nonsense. Preseason's over, man. Ready to go. Ready, ready to go. You know, we've been doing these uh, division picks for the past couple of weeks and I already feel like shaky about some of the picks from from week one, but you know some things I did get right. I I got a clip here from from August eighth. 
I believe you have some breaking news about the 49ers quarterback situation to uh, inform the podcast. So wh- why don't you tell them that, and then maybe I'll play a little clip from the previous podcast from August 8th. Sure. This is coming out a, a half an hour ago, so we don't break a lot of news on the, on the podcast, but uh, I don't think it has a lot of, uh, I, or I guess, you know, I'll let you get to the clip in a little bit, but I don't think it has a lot of strong implications, but it was definitely a, a, a surprise to me. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, this is from uh, Adam Schefter. He tweeted, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed to restructure one-year contract that will keep the QB in San Francisco this season. Uh, per sources, the contract contains no trade and no tag clauses, assuring Garoppolo will remain in San Francisco this season and have the freedom to leave in 2023. So week three, week four, what are you picking? How long is Trey Lance going to be there? First, I'm going to play the clip that of me saying exactly that was going to happen. <laughs> Do you think Trey's going to finish out the year? Like, I think if they don't I think trade, he has to because they're getting rid of Jimmy. So okay, they are getting rid of him, but he's still there, right? Uh, they gave him permission to talk to other teams to try to figure out a trade. It was the last I heard. I I don't I'm, I until he's really gone, I don't trust Trey Lance finishing out the year there. I still think there's a chance that Garoppolo gets another another mm-hmm. shot at it. There you have it. Me saying Garoppolo is going to get another shot at it. Now, I think it's going to happen early. I, I think this this team's too good to play around with this, and I still think Trey Lance has a chance to be a good quarterback, but I think if you roll him out there now and he's not ready and they blow an opportunity for this team that has, has a lot of good things going for it, I, I'm just, I would go with Garoppolo. I, I, I think they're going to lean closer and closer to just playing that, and I know there's a ceiling to Garoppolo, but... I think it's right now a little bit better than what you're going to get out of Trey Lance. Oh, I could be completely wrong. I just haven't seen it out of Trey. I, I, we said that weeks ago. I don't, I don't know if any of us are really sold on it, and none of us are sold on Garoppolo either. But I, I think there's at least this: uh, we won't lose because of Garoppolo. You might not win because of him either. So which, which side would you be going on, and what do you think is more likely to happen now? I, I'm just, I'm so surprised by it. Uh, maybe maybe I missed uh, missed the news with you know, just all the other preseason news coming out. But last, what I thought I heard was that he wasn't even in in the room. I you know you, you I think you hear me say on that that clip that he had uh, gotten approval to be able to go out and look for for trade partners, and that kind of seems like you you don't want to be there. The team doesn't want you there. So you know I, I don't know. Maybe there was a, a discussion that was had. Uh, I think this is Trey Lance's team. Uh, it makes sense, I think, from the 49ers' point of view of, hey, like, like you said, he, he's had he's had his ups and downs. He's had some trouble, but it's it's football. People are getting you know hurt all the time. Uh, so if you can have a guy that you know is at least reasonable back there and for you know for the right price, uh, it was actually uh, Julian Edelman's been pushing his new new podcast. So I can't remember what podcast it was on, but Jimmy G came up and he just said, I don't know exactly what it is about that guy, but he's you know he's he's just a winner. You know, and some guys are just like that. They just can get get W's. So I don't think this is a we're going to try Trey out, and then if it doesn't work out, uh, we'll bring in Garoppolo. I think this is strictly if uh, if Trey gets hurt. Well, how bad? <laughs> so you're saying Trey could just have really bad games, and we're not going to bring this up. We're not going to say that game was so bad that even – Garoppolo's worst game wasn't that bad. That's going to happen week one. It's going to happen early. It's just going to be a complete distraction. It's it's shocking to me that a team why, – like, why would you sign somebody if you didn't actually want to ever play them? I, I just think in the back of your mind you're considering it. 
and maybe it's a safety thing like you're you're saying and it makes sense and I also think there's something to be said about maybe there wasn't a good home for him either like for his like his personal choice of saying well all right I can talk to whoever I want to talk to and maybe I can interview here and maybe I can play here and I don't I don't think there was the right vacancies that that fit for him and he might have said I think I'd rather just stay here even if it is just backup you know I I I He's played a lot of games. He's won more games than anyone wants to give him credit for. I, I, I you can't deny that. So big, big news over there. I, I'm still. Uh, I, I actually think this might hurt the Niners by signing him, though. Even though I think they're a better team with Garoppolo. Like, is that how backwards is that? <laughs> Where this distraction, it's, I think, is gonna like almost weigh them down. It's just, but what was the point of? Hey, like, I don't want to be here. We don't really want you here. You like figure something out. So then, like, putting a no trade clause right in there. It just that had to have been coming from from Jimmy, so I, I, I want. There must have been some sort of conversation that went on uh, that said, "Hey, you know what? Like, th- th- we're getting too crazy on this. Like, do you really hate it here that much? You know, or, or, and maybe early on, Jimmy was thinking like, hey, if I'm, I don't want to be the backup. Uh, uh, come on, I'm, I'm a real quarterback. I went nine and six last year. Like, give me a break. Uh, but maybe you know, cooler heads prevailed and said, okay, you know what? Let, let me try being a backup." All right, so we've been breaking down the divisions week by week here. We've got one last one here. We've got the AFC and NFC North. Which uh, which one do you want to start with? I'll let, I'll let you go with it. Uh, let's go with the AFC. All right, AFC, we've got Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. All sorts of drama all over. I want to say Baltimore had one of the most, most cursed seasons possible last year, starting probably roughly around exactly a year ago. I think they're starting – uh, running back goes down. I think both starting running backs go down in preseason or at least by week one. Uh, Cincinnati obviously has a whole lot of success. I think there's a, there's enough to be said about that. Pittsburgh still has Mike Tomlin. I, I still think that matters a whole lot. How many times has Tomlin missed the playoffs? Was it just last year? It was only last year, right? I don't think he's ever missed it beyond that. Did they even miss it last year? <laughs> and then you got Cleveland who has been in the news for a lot of things that are so unrelated to football. I, I think you've got some trade demands by some key players and it's just, just a, just a messy situation over there. Now, with all that being said, and I have a lot of high praise for Cincinnati and the success of them. I, I wrote down like little words next to all these teams. And I, I wrote mm-hmm. hangover next to Cincinnati is I, I think they're going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I still think this team's going to be really good and very, very successful. I, I think, Baltimore is just a really good team because Baltimore still kind of had a decent year last year, even with all of the injuries and all of the drama. And I think if you bring back all of the health concerns and these guys manage to stay healthy, I think that team is going to have a really good revenge season. So I got Baltimore one. I got Cincinnati two. Who would you put up top? Uh, I'm, I'm going to switch that. I think it's pretty close, but I'm, I, you know, I'm going to bet against uh, Joey Burrow, you know, Joey football over there. Like, he doesn't he's he's get hungover. I think they're going to get – look, certain. T- it shouldn't happen like this, but I think certain teams get up for certain teams. Cincy's going to have a hard time. Everybody's going to want to beat Cincy this year. And Baltimore, I think, is going to be almost doubted in, to some degree where they're going to say, ah, I don't know what's going on with this, you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, he's, is he healthy? Is he, is he even that good? Does he have any receivers? And I don't think any of it's going to matter because I think they're going to have a, a pretty good running game. And I think Lamar is going to be awesome again. He was still really awesome in, in some flashes last year. I don't think he's going to have to put on the Superman cape quite as much as he did last year, which is just going to help tremendously. And, and, I, and I just think that they, they know how to win these games. You can't, you can't forget that he's a former MVP and he's got a, a contract 
coming up. He's got a lot to play for. A whole lot to play for. Now, I don't Ooh, think it's a landslide. Lots of dollars. Uh, all right. So we're 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 agreeing to on the top two over there. Now, the funny part is, I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland arguably are also better this year than they were last year. Now, the the, the Cleveland thing with the quarterback thing, I think it's was six games for Watson. He's suspended at the moment. I think it's getting pushed up to ten now or whatever. I think it's going to be more. It's eleven. It's eleven. All right. Yeah, well, it's eleven. Week week twelve, they play the Texans. <laughs> isn't wow. I, I wonder if that had any relation to anything. Is is it in Houston? Uh, I'm not sure. I wonder if that's in Houston. You think he gets booed, right? He, he gets booed immediately. Oh yeah, he's gonna get, he's gonna get booed Actually, everywhere. Is he gonna get, he's gonna get booed in every road game? He might even get booed in Cleveland. Yeah. He got booed when he played in that preseason game. All right, so we need to get. I want to ask you a hypothetical here because I have Pittsburgh ahead of them. And and I just wrote Tomlin next to Pittsburgh. Just like I said, that's that's enough for me. That's eight wins right there. That, that's solid. And and I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in Cleveland between having Watson out that long, and and really not being that impressed with whatever's left at Cleveland uh, beyond that. And then what we got? Kareem Hunt asking for a trade, them denying the trade, and then it's it's kind of weird because Chubb and Hunt are probably the top two, probably the number one like running back combo you you could list in the league or at least a, a high-ranked one, and yet I still feel very, very low low about this. I, I You know, despite the – I wrote hangover to Cincinnati. I wrote we need shots in Cleveland and for Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so just just bring on the – is it salt, lime, then tequila? I, 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 I don't know. We're going we're gonna to make a lot of practice this year between doing all that. So I, I have Pittsburgh at three and Cleveland at four. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to flip those uh, as well. You're going to flip those? Now, I, I, right, that, that, this answers my hypothetical that I didn't even ask here. Do you think with Watson here at Cleveland would, would be better than Pittsburgh? And you already you think even as is they're going to be better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jacoby Brissett is better than any of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they're going to start with uh, Trubisky. I, I actually uh, kind of like – yeah. I got some love for Trubisky right now. It's it's Oh, He's going to be where, scrambling. Where's his love, love coming from? He's just going to be scrambling for the, the the life of him, which is going to be a disaster some games, and some games they're going to win because it was like, I don't know how, but Trubinsky just did this crazy thing. And and I still think they have a, a really good receiver core that's going to help Trubinsky with his weaknesses, and that's throwing. And I, and I think they had a decent – they've always had a good running game, and they've always managed to play all the teams within their division to tight games. And I think Trubinsky's going to milk out a couple. He's just going to just squeak out. You know, just uh, – a couple wins here. A couple wins that you wouldn't have expected to get that they just got because they have a quarterback that can scramble and do crazy things. And Brissett has some strengths like that, but I don't think he has quite as much as as the upside for as Trubinsky. That could be completely wrong. These are look, these are gonna be good teams here. I just think they're gonna be a little bit better. I think there's a reason that he wasn't the starting quarterback last year and you know, give him a try. Maybe there's still uh still something there, but yeah, it, it seems like the the Steelers are going to be in, in in rebuilding mode, where the, the the Browns are. I think they're looking to be competitive. I think uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's he 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 can be out there. He's not gonna not gonna knock your knock your socks off, but he'll he'll be fine. And then once uh once Watson comes back, you know, they're they're gonna want to be in contention, not have uh, Watson come back to a, a team that's already out of the playoffs. So you're saying Cleveland has a chance that we should maybe hold off on the shots. I think so. Yeah, this is this is Cleveland we're talking about. You're asking for Cleveland to overcome adversity. That's it's never happened. It's <laughs> it's it'd be the first time ever, and it, it'd be amazing if Cleveland was good this year after making a huge trade, something that they've always wanted to do, and finally have 
a franchise quarterback, and now they got one. He's suspended for 11 games. It's, it's just the most Cleveland thing in the world. Well, they, they knew, maybe not how long the suspension was going to be, but when they did that and everything, they knew that this was on the, on the horizon. It wasn't like this was a huge surprise. Uh, so I have Baltimore at one. You have them at two. Do you think Baltimore has Super Bowl expectations this year? Like, do you actually think they have a chance? I I think they have a, they have a, they have an outside chance. I just think Lamar has had that MVP season, and if he is just you know Michael Vick two point uh, all all of a sudden it's you know becomes well within the the realm of possibility. It's uh you know almost like for the um, you know for hockey you know, for the Stanley Cup playoffs if you you know you get the goalie to you know stand on his head. It's like if you have Lamar and he's just absolutely just going you know bonkers and no defense can stop him. You know, it's. I think he has the ability, to, you know, just to, to bring the whole team along with him. Uh, but you're you got Cincinnati as a as a true contender, then I'm assuming. Uh, not not really. No, you think last year was a fluke? Or, like, are are we are they better than they were last year? or Are they going to struggle getting everyone's best punch this year? I think you know you 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 make it to the Super Bowl. And you're 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 right there, but the I, I you know Joey Burrow is still still young. I think he's gonna you know he's gonna he's gonna improve, but you know those improvements aren't always always linear. I don't think it's gonna be a be a Super Bowl hangover or, or anything like that. But I just think that the AFC is is really good this year, and there's just a lot of teams a lot of teams ahead of them. All right, anything else you want to add to in, in this division here? Any any predictions you want to make that maybe I could play as a clip in some future points? No, I, I I was already wrong once today. I don't need to be wrong again. Or I guess it wasn't even today. <laughs> I I'm not keeping score here. I think I think it would be really really uh unfortunate for the podcast if we did that. It just wouldn't wouldn't help anything. And all that being said, despite Garoppolo actually resigning here, he might not play a second. He could be sent home next week just collecting money. Like who knows? He might not even be. He might not even have a helmet on on the weekend. So, uh, I just think it's a step closer to me being potentially right. I could still be completely wrong. And you could be rolling with Lance for a whole year. Who knows? All right, uh, NFC North. Man, this is, <laughs> I this is just not a fun division to talk about. I uh, they got Green Bay, you got Minnesota, you got Detroit, and you got Chicago. Green Bay's got a whole bunch of drama with Aaron Rodgers. They trade Devontae Adams. Uh, Rodgers ends up coming back. I that 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 happened. That that was weird. And then. I'm just going to read you the little notes I, I got here. So on Green Bay, I just wrote, this division is bad. <laughs> for for Minnesota, I wrote, maybe Green Bay is bad too. And then for Detroit was, we won't be worse than last year. And then for Chicago, I wrote, help I've fallen and I can't get up. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's kind of my, my rough opinion between all of these. Now, that being said, I don't think any of these teams are going to be fantastic. I just think Green Bay is going to beat a lot of bad teams, which is going to be the everyone else here. Now, Minnesota might be doing the same thing. I, I don't know. I don't know how. I just know Detroit and Chicago aren't going to be anything you, you really got to worry about. And and Minnesota is going to beat the bad teams and lose the good teams. And if that's enough to get into the playoffs, you know, we've seen that story before. Green Bay is probably going to run with this, though. I, I think Rodgers is going to come out slinging. I think he's going to look good. I think he's going to pick apart all of these bad defenses. I'm not quite ready to call them a true Super Bowl contender, but I do think that they are a way better team than any other team in this division. 
Do you got Minnesota at one? No, no. no. I also have uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers up up at the top. I, I I'd like to have uh, something to you know push back on you, but kind of everything you said is just all kind of my same uh, same line of thinking for this one. It's, it's a hard division to talk about here. Like, what are we? What, what are the nice things we're supposed to say? Be like, oh, maybe Cousins does it this year. Like, we've already done this. How many years are we gonna do this? And be like, oh, this might be the year. This, this might be the year where he beats a team that's actually better than 500 and doesn't just beat all the bad teams. And then Detroit, it's like, yeah, okay, they're gonna be better. I love, I love the coach, but I'm not. We, we, I'm not falling for the hard knocks magic, right? Like we, we've, yeah, we've seen you, that yeah, before. you always gotta, yeah, you gotta price, you gotta price that in. Of you see it, and it's like, oh, look at these guys, like they're changing the culture and they're doing this and they're doing that, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. You just don't get on TV and change everything. I do think I like Fields in Chicago too. I just I don't think they did anything to help He's this young. guy. They didn't do anything to help him. Like, did you feel better about this team from last year? <laughs> no, not really. The the Khalil Mack era I, I think is they're, over. I think they're gonna be they're gonna be young. There's there's gonna be a lot of mistakes made, and there's not gonna be a lot of a lot of winning happening. And, and as much as I like Fields, it's like, hey man, you you gotta you gotta outdo Aaron Rodgers, you know, twice a year. We, we're relying on that. Yeah. You know, like what? <laughs> uh, no. Good luck. <laughs> So uh, it's it's sadly uh, that's <laughs> anything else for this division. <laughs> do we do we get it wrong? Are we gonna be off? Are we gonna be so wrong on this when like three of these teams make the playoffs? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has really been making uh, a push on the, uh, the the media circuit lately. He's uh, he's been chatty. Yeah, he uh, he was on uh, part of my take uh, a few weeks ago during uh, during Grit Week. And he was just on uh, Joe Rogan uh, yesterday. Yeah, good, good for him. I look, he's he's a weird, he's a weird, fascinating guy. I think we're, I'm just fascinated by how weird it is. It's just he's he's bizarre. Coming, like, off, coming off an MVP season, like he's he's really good at football. I don't I don't think anybody needs to be reminded of that. Now his his off the field stuff is is far less interesting to me, but it, it's it's somewhat intriguing that uh the, 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 you don't like the game show host. I don't like that he actually thought he was going to quit football to become a game show host and that someone actually believed that he was considering doing that. I don't like <laughs> you, that. You, you didn't think that was real? I It was. All right. If he really wanted to, if he really, really wanted to, he, he probably almost gets it. But I don't think he really wanted to. I think he just wanted to act like that. I, I think he, I think Rogers is almost like a, he's a – He's like a, a sitcom actor that's stuck in the same character. Like he just wants to play a different character. <laughs> like that's what his off seasons have constantly been like. <laughs> just like I want to be the exact opposite of what everyone thinks I am. I'm not going to be a cheesehead or a, a young jock. I'm just going to do this. And it's always like, really? That that's what he's doing? Like, oh wow, that's. A, that, that's do you strange. know how many people want to be the quarterback of any NFL team, let alone like of the the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> like not not Aaron Rodgers, okay. <laughs> Uh, he came back. He just, you know, you need, need a little drama. Everyone needs a little, a little something to get their, get their juices flowing. Would you trade Mac Jones straight up for him right now? Oh, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is pretty good, but he's pretty, pretty old. I'm, I'm gonna ask that every week this year in, until uh, every week, every week, and it's like, oh, well, because I, I feel like not that that was actually on the table, but I, I think that's a trade. That could have potentially intrigued the Packers. He's, all right, we're going to lose Rodgers. If he's either just going to go away, or what are we going to get back from? I, I think you'd want young, young talent and young quarterback specifically. And I thought Mac, I thought Mac, 
increase some good value. You know, just, just, but I, I got to be quiet yeah. about all this. You know, I don't, I don't need to. We already, we already kind of upset Jalen Brown these past couple of months. Let's not, uh, let's not get the, yeah, the we Mac don't, Jones. We don't need uh, multiple, multiple teams. <laughs> uh, all right. So that, that pretty much wraps up this division. How about we move on to some basketball and talk about some trades that are happening and are not happening over there? The big, it's not even big news. This, you know what? This is crazy that it even is news. The the Patrick Beverly has been traded to the Lakers. He was in Utah. He was part of the Minnesota trade prior to that. And so it's, Patrick Beverly's on his third team in like a month now or whatever yeah. time frame. And the the immediate impact of this, because it's not even that big of a, of a story here. I just ranked it. I looked on, I saw the trade happen and I was like, okay, so they're, I think that the Patrick Beverly is help, more helpful to this team than Russell Westbrook. But where does Patrick Beverly rank amongst the Western Conference point guards? And it's like, all right, so how is this team better? Like, this is like the worst point guard in this divi- in this whole conference, and this team's better? Like, that's how bad this team was. Like, that's more of the red flag I'm seeing here, that they're they're so bad that this is an improvement, but it's not even that much of an improvement. It's like a, a slightly, like, we're just going to see Patrick Beverly miss corner threes now. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, maybe... Maybe he'll cry in another playing game this year. That that'd be cool. I I hope he loses, and we see tears for that reason. Uh, not a whole lot of news here, but I know you love talking about the Lakers. So, what are your thoughts on Russell Westbrook's future? Well, first of all, I just you know little peek behind the curtain for everybody. I think I put a basketball pod uh, topic for like since the finals ended, and Will just won't bring it up. So today, I made sure to put like multiple to just like. So to make it like to force your hand of like, well, I can't just not do any of these topics. So finally got a little, little bit of basketball. I know it's football season, but yeah. So Patrick Beverly headed to the Lakers. They gave up Taylor Horton, Tucker and Stanley Johnson, you know, kind of two semi rotation guys. I think the, the Taylor Horton, Tucker, it was more of a Lakers kind of fan favorite than maybe uh, an actual, actual contributor. So we'll see how he does elsewhere. You're mentioning about improving the team and what this does, but it's more that Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook have like quite the history, and it's not positive. Uh, Beverly's the one that, uh, as you know, the you know the guy is about to go for for a timeout, you know, going towards the bench and went for like a like a steal, and that's what ruined Westbrook's uh, knee in in the playoffs. So I mean, probably Kevin Durant still probably not not thrilled about that. Uh, they've definitely feuded, both on the court and in words off the court. Uh, I, and I know a lot of times it's you know everybody, everybody's a tough guy. You, know, you don't like a guy, but then once he's on your team, but this seems like it was a little more personal, and it, it seems like it's pushing towards like, well, Westbrook's going to be on the way out. But we've been talking about this for months. Of, but but how? And there's got to be something going on positively, at least uh, from LeBron's standpoint, because he just signed a, a two-year extension. And I don't think you sign a two-year extension unless you've talked with owners, the ownership, and you see, like, hey, here's the path forward, and you feel good about it. There is something fascinating about the timing of this. So LeBron resigns. Two days later, Patrick Beverly's in, and, and we're, we're thinking Westbrook, who's been in and out of the news. It's odd that they've kind of included him in so many things in the Lakers, and yet the way everything ended last year, it didn't seem like he even wanted to come back. The other part about this is I think that it's it's not even a secret that the Lakers aren't good enough to win a championship with this current roster, so they need to make improvements. Well, how can you make improvements? We well, can't really resign anybody. They don't have money, nor do I think anybody wants to go there. 
So you got to trade. Well, what can you trade? Well, we want to get rid of this Westbrook piece. But it's like, well, how do you get rid of a super max contract that no one else wants at a position that, again, this, nobody's trading for Russell Westbrook and improving at the point guard position. It's a downgrade. Nobody's rebuilding with Russell Westbrook, and nobody's won Russell Westbrook away from a championship. So how do you trade that? No, it has no value to a rebuilding team, a middle ground team, or a championship team. So, uh, I, it's going to be weird that the only asset that they would like to move, and I think that they could move, isn't even going to get them anything back. So they're just going to send him home? They're going to buy him out? They're going to cut him? And then what? Is 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 that the end of Russ? Is, like, is anybody going to sign him? Well, if he gets if if he gets bought out, then he's you know super cheap. And I mean, the people even gave a uh, you know the Knicks were like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll look at uh, at Kemba Walker, and that didn't really work out. So maybe it's not the the, the best argument. But I think that Westbrook's got more in the tank than uh, than Kemba Walker uh, has. So I, I think somebody picks him up because once you're, you're not uh, you know the max price, it's like okay, well, we'll, we'll if it's ten million dollars, that's much more like. Recently, like we'll take a swing on that. We can't take a swing on fifty million. Now, there's also this crazy story that I I have this envisioning. This seems impossible and really, really unlikely. But there's there's a possibility that maybe Westbrook has never had a, a a teammate quite like Patrick Beverly, who might just straight up tell him like, "Don't ever shoot that again. Why did you turn that over? Like maybe maybe this is the only accountable teammate he's needed his whole career." The only guy that's not going to take. I mean, it, it was a while ago, but you don't think that someone like Kevin Durant. I mean, he's an MVP. He's at the top of the league, and for sure, LeBron. I can't imagine LeBron's on you know tiptoes, like, "Well, oh, I don't want to hurt Russell Westbrook's feelings." Like, I'm sure he had some pretty frank conversations with him. Don't you think? Uh I'm sure. I'm sure they had them, but I, I think LeBron. LeBron's very past at no point in LeBron's career was he really interested in coaching anybody I know I know we say he's the LeBron coach doing lineups and GM LeBron and all that but I, I he's never been a rebuilding guy I, I, I rarely do I see him save careers of guys quite like Russell Westbrook where I, the, the Durant thing is a little fascinating because I think for a while there Durant was kind of like well we both have the same accomplishments like why do I have the right to say anything to him we're, we're both drafted at the same spot we probably both make the same money everybody in the league saying you know he's a lot better but I play with this guy all the time he does a lot of things really well and I, th- I think there was a little bit of doubt in, in, in Durant during that era as well as I blame the coaching a, a lot of, of Westbrook's situation for, for everything even probably of last year although last year I think Vogel was trying to hold him accountable and he gave up on it. And that's what the problem is with this situation. So I think, I think we knew early on that this was, that was Vogel's last year. Probably. That's not shocking for a LeBron team. Again, that's, that's, that's one of the changes that happens very, very frequently here. So is it, am I crazy to think that maybe, maybe this works? Maybe this fixes Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't think so. No, no way. No way. I, I mean, would you w- want to deal with Patrick Beverly? No, no. I, right? I like honestly, like, if, I'm, if I'm Westbrook, I would be from. Uh, I'm sitting out from, the game. I, if we're, we're, I'm not traveling. Where was it? Utah? I'm not making the trip. My knees hurting. I don't even want to go deal with that guy for one night. Let alone the only two nights of the year I got to deal with him. I, I don't want no. No, what I want to do that now? Do I want to practice yeah. with this? You just imagine practice. I mean, Westbrook not dribbling the ball up the court halfway, calling out plays, and then Beverly just pressing him. Like, this this is what's going to happen. 
Well, that part of it, I mean, that, that's that's the basketball portion, you know, pushing each other. That's probably the good part. But I, I'm going to, you're, you're saying that Patrick Beverly is going to come in and say, Mr. Westbrook, I'm happy to join the team that you've already been on. And I'm here to tell you that this is how you need to play basketball. <laughs> Westbrook's going to look at him and go, oh, wait, oh, you, I'm, I'm an MVP. I've averaged a triple double for an entire, for multiple seasons. And you, you're going to tell me how I'm supposed to play. Come on. Be, be serious. All right, Zach, this is the fun question that I haven't asked yet. Who's going to start at the beginning of the year for the Lakers? Westbrook. Really? Like I don't think they can trade him, and I I, I don't see exactly what putting him in the uh, is coming off the coming off the bench. I think it's similar to um, Carmelo Anthony, where he's getting closer to that being the role, but I don't think he's quite there yet. And I think the same way Carmelo laughed at that when they're like, "Hey, do you think you should come off the bench and look around? Like, you think I want to come off the bench, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony?" Like it still kind of has that that swagger to him, so I think that he's still gonna be gonna be the guy there. I don't see how they they can trade him. I, I really don't know. And the only thing I can think of, it, it seems a little uh, delirious, but maybe they're looking at it saying, "Hey, you know what? LeBron got hurt. Anthony Davis got hurt. You know, we had we had our troubles, but you know, those are two All NBA level guys. You know, if we got those guys and you know they're reasonably healthy, I, we're, we're gonna be fine. We'll be right back in the playoffs. You know." Once we get in the playoffs, we got LeBron. We'll, we're going to have the you know the best player on the floor. We'll we'll, we'll be okay. But it just seems like LeBron's another going to be another year older. Anthony Davis is just he's never had the like. Hey, I am all healthy and I am good to go. So it just it seems like that would be far fetched to expect. But what would be the other thing? Like you said, like this team did not make the playoffs last year. They recently expanded the playoffs and they couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, no, they they weren't good, and they, that was early, early, early on. We knew that was over. I I can't wait for the Patrick Beverly stories. I can't wait for the Patrick Beverly retirement stories, where he's just on first take talking about this now. The, the, the amount of intake, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, me and LeBron were great," and LeBron's gonna be like, "I hated this guy for the entire time." <laughs> it's it's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be like, "Yeah, I got LeBron's number in my phone." It's like never picks up. <laughs> LeBron's left every group text with Patrick Beverly already. It's happened. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, getting, it's never gonna get no, recorded. See, I, see I, I don't, I don't think so. Just because LeBron is so good that if he didn't want Patrick Beverly there, or even had a, uh, I, I don't really know, he, he wouldn't be there. He, he for sure signed off on it. He had to, but this is I've never to. seen. He's, he's LeBron. Right, I've never seen a bad defense think that they can suddenly become a good defense by just getting an aggressive guard on defense. Like, oh, now, now everyone else is gonna be in everyone else's face. Like, you needed one guy to play hard so everyone else could play hard. Like this, is, this is professional basketball here, right? Come on, this isn't third grade where it's like, hey, this guy plays really hard. He really gets the team going, you know? Like, like yeah, his, right. his locker room talking to really get him going. Like, this is this is crazy. This is this is awesome. This is awful. I agree. I was kind of happy when he was stuck in uh, Utah for a little bit, but this is almost rewarding, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> you think it's rewarding him? I suppose Utah is gonna. It, it sure looks like. Uh... It's just a matter of time before they, they make some more trades and, and, and totally bottom out. So that would have, but yeah, he, he never would have lasted lasted there. He, he's the guy that's going to be on a uh, on a win now team. You know, he, he doesn't he's not going to be on a, on a rebuilding team. He doesn't have a whole lot of accomplishments in my book, but I think being to the Lakers is almost a relevancy that that's just as valuable to him. It's like, well, if I can't win, 
how can I be relevant? And he will be relevant yeah, the entire he's, he's time in LA. Exactly. Same thing. It's the same thing. He's in LA. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we had a trade happen there. We also had a trade not happen. The Kevin Durant thing is it's over. You know, we wasted all of our summer content on for it. For now. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose for now. There's, there's not a – and I, I think if the market opens up for, for a potential trade, you know, a suitor, there's just not anyone to trade him for. I, I think I, it's it was one of the perfect summer stories of you got, you went through every team and what they could offer and the rumors and everything that was going on and it just – the story just – every once you kind of thought it kind of died away and, you know, Durant came out and doubled down and said, no, no, nothing changed. Like, I still want to get traded. And now finally, just as football is about to start, it's, hey, actually, you know what? I'm going to play. So I think Bill Simmons had uh, even tweeted saying, thank you uh, for, like, three months' worth of content. This was awesome. <laughs> and like you said, it didn't go anywhere. Uh, I got to imagine work's going to be pretty awkward, uh, you know, even if it's not true, but – I haven't heard anything to the contrary where that Durant said, yeah, you got to get rid of uh, Nash in the, uh, in the GM uh, or I'm for sure not coming back. And then he was also not coming back. So now you just show up to work like, Hey, try to get you fired, but maybe we just work together now. All right. So let's say they do do that. And this team is what it is. Is this, this is a, this is a good team still, right? This is even with Ben Simmons on or off the court or whatever association he has with this team, I, if any at all, I, I still think this this team's not bad. No, and th- th- yeah, that, that's the funny part is it's not uh, – it, it's totally different from the, from the Lakers situation where Durant was hurt last year and Kyrie couldn't play uh, a ton of the time. Where now Kyrie's going to be able to play. That, that won't be an issue. And yeah, I guess Durant could, could get hurt, but, you know, it's just as likely that he'll, he'll be fine. And I – I know I'm kind of going, like, I kind of forget that Ben Simmons is there because he, he never played. So it's almost like if you get anything out of him, if you just get, like, an uh, average starter out of him, which I think is really the, the the floor. I don't know why, you know, he had some trouble in the in the playoffs. Just get one uh, defender. You know, just one defender. A, a, a couple a couple of years ago. But it's like he's still a young guy. It, 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 he's... It was in the playoffs. There was nothing during the regular season when, you know, they're not just going kind of crazy. And I got to imagine he's kind of moved past the, you know, okay, I'm not going to shoot. It's like, no, no, like, I'm going to be fine. And like you said, he's, like, one of the best defenders in the league. Like, that alone. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to they're, – they're they're definitely up there as, uh, you know, one of, one of the teams in the East that can really get it, get in the mix. You know, Durant's still really good at basketball. And they, uh, we got, we got Seth Curry. We got, uh, they brought back the the Australian guard, uh, Patty Mills. They, they got, uh, would they get TJ Warren? I, I kind of like TJ Warren. I don't know, hasn't played in so long, and but bubble basketball. TJ Warren was averaging like forty four points a game. So there's, there's at least a, you got a guy that at least once did that that you didn't have last year i think you're you're not going to be reliant on guys like blake griffin lamarcus aldridge i mean what other old guys did they, they bring in there I'm, i feel like i'm forgetting a couple but this team this team should still be really good it, it's going to be a weird off season or uh you know it's gonna be, it's gonna be a weird opening day like you said that that first day is going to be a little strange but i think by like week 10 they're gonna be like wow we're we're like really good at all of this, guys. I don't know why we're all complaining so much. We're we're all in really good situations here. 
that's where I think it could just kind of uh, snowball if if they don't start off great. Because when you're at home, the home reporters they are already going to know. I'm sure you know in, in training camp they'll they'll, they'll squash this and go, oh yeah, no no big deal. You know the, the media blew this out of proportion. I never demanded that they get fired. You know they'll they'll, they'll fix it. But it's going to be on the you know the third road trip when it's the the guy in Miami who's asking Durant and Durant is getting asked these questions every city he goes in just super frustrated saying like I've answered this question every city and you're going to ask me again you're the 10th guy to ask me and just you know I think there could be uh you know some some snowball and it could go downhill in a hurry there could just be some more weird Simmons stuff of I don't know he plays a game and I, I don't know like he doesn't cross half court or just, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like the, the Simmons story doesn't seem like it's over on the, the weirdness. No, I actually, I, 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 I thought about this earlier in the podcast. I, I didn't want to, I have plenty of time to kind of make this bold of a statement, but I, I'm kind of ready in August now to say that I think they're going to trade Ben Simmons by February. And I think Ben Simmons is actually going to be pretty good for them. I, I just think they're going to want, can they trade him? I, I don't know. Can you not trade him back to back years like that with the, the contract situation, or do they have to hold on to him for a certain amount? That's uh, that's. I, I just know sometimes it's like you can't. Well, like, you can't make a trade. Did, like, did he play? You can't he trade a guy that you trade for like in under six months or like under a year or something. So I just don't know if there's any sort of a, you know, we bring this up and then finally, you know, someone on Twitter is like, hey, you know, all these uh, rumors like these aren't going to happen because the, you know, you can't trade a guy twice in one year or something. I, I just think that that's. It's very similar to the Lakers with the, you know, it's it's the misfortune of them only having the Westbrook trade asset versus Brooklyn has a decent Simmons here to dangle out with, I assume, upside if he plays and is just healthy. Like, if he just plays this year, his value is going to skyrocket versus the value he'd had last year. It was a, it was a miracle they were able to do the Harden thing because he's not playing. He's You know, if he just plays... I imagine he has so much more value. Is that, is that how that works? That's how that should work. You would think, right? So, all right. Well, while all this is going on, you know, the Durant news and the, the, the offseason stuff, there are still guys actually still playing basketball out there. And with that has come some, some actually cool battles in the FIBA quarterfinals as well as some not-so-fun uh, stuff between Chet Holmgren. He's going to be out for the year. It almost feels staged to some degree, but uh, it, it's just an unfortunate thing. I think I, I'm not saying quite Zion hype of entertainment was was going to be missed now, but I, and there's something I've never seen before was going to happen, and now that's going to be on hold again in, until an actual debut, as well as a little uh, little sad Celtic story here with uh, Danilo tearing his meniscus. So off-season injuries, uh, not not good, not great. I, I was really excited for Janilo. Now, this is a recoverable thing with the meniscus. Out of the knee injuries, this is the one that I think you can actually recover faster from. That being said, Danilo is not young, and these aren't uh, these knees got some miles on them. This whole body's got a lot of miles on it. So it's a little concerning on that end, and I, I was actually going to be fairly reliant on, the, on Danilo's uh, regular season input. I, I don't know if he was going to be – I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get out of him now. And, uh, and I feel like we were missing a piece. I was really excited to just essentially sign him for nothing. You know, we, we, we didn't have to trade him. The Spurs just cut him and throw him on the roster. This was great. It's a, uh, it's a loss now though. Um, which one of these injuries is more of a loss to you? <laughs> hmm. Well, I didn't expect to get thrown to me uh, quite, quite like that. Uh, I think it's gotta be the, uh, the, the Chet injury, you know, second, 
second pick arguably could have been the, the, the first pick. And now you just lose him for, for the whole season. And so early on, uh, I've heard of uh, Liz Frank injuries in football. I, I haven't heard of uh, really too much in, uh, in basketball. I did a little, uh, I did a little poking around, I guess. Uh, the, the last two was uh, Udonis Haslam in 2010 and uh, Furkan Cork Korkmaz in 2017. So like something that doesn't really happen very often, but sounds like it is like, it's one of those things like it, it it can take like a year to to recover, um, because I mean, when I initially when I initially saw it, it was like, wait a minute, like how are you ruling the guy out for the year, uh, it, when like it, the 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 season's still six months away from from starting, so it's like yeah, are you really just gonna write it off? But you know, as I kind of read more up on the injury, it kind of seems like no, it's that's not the the, the craziest thing in the world because it is also uh, you know it's the the, the thunder of wait a minute. You uh you're looking to get the the, the French guy, uh is this what this is some 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 advanced tanking here, but it's just like you said, I I very much don't think that he's at Zion's level, but he's definitely got a unique body type in the same uh same way that Zion has a unique body type, and it's just hey what's what's gonna happen here? It's uh it's something that's gonna be on hold for a while. Now this may be good for him. Part of me thinks NBA offseason, maybe a little NBA offseason training now for a whole year. I don't know. It's obviously going to be some recovery as well with that. But perhaps, you know, uh, a healthier diet. You know, this guy comes back maybe a couple pounds heavier, a couple pounds stronger. Th- now he has kind of the time to put that in versus playing through it and doing that at the same time is really challenging to do. I just I just hope this guy actually gets on the court because Zion had a, has had a similar history of just some, some real uh, frustrating injuries and Chet already the body type as you mentioned being as unique as it is is also just as concerning. So hopefully this isn't just the start of something. Uh, but isn't this isn't this just uh you people are just running more with the narrative than what's actually happening. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Zion's too fat, so he gets hurt, but Chet is too skinny, so he gets hurt. It's like, well, how can it be both? It's just people guys get hurt playing playing basketball, and it's unfortunate. He was playing in a you know a, a pro am. It's like. The, and the, the floor was bad, and it seems like that wasn't even even a related factor in this. It was he had to deal with LeBron, and LeBron is really strong and big. Like all these guys, every guy in the NBA has played on a, a dusty floor. They've played at a church court. They've played basketball in every sort of stage you can imagine, indoor, outdoor. All everyone's played. They like playing basketball. They're going to play basketball. That's what they're doing. That's why they're getting paid to do it. They're really good at it. I, I the the off season playing is is fine with me if, as long as the players okay with it. Now I, I look at like Did a, you know that in the uh, in the CBA that those games are uh, it's it's illegal. I'm, I mean I didn't know I imagined it was in some contracts I didn't know it was in all contracts. Yeah yeah it's illegal to play in uh, off season off season games. Well unless unless it's international FIBA. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what the, what the line was, but I mean, with that being said, I mean, I look at the uh, Jokic and Giannis over here, who, who are, you know, I don't want to put like more weight on them or anything, but you know, they, it, it is true they, these guys represent a, a whole country a lot more than you know any of the, any of the other guys here do. Like, they don't yeah, like, well, like we're um, those those guys, <laughs> they are their 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 teams. Yeah, that's you know, it. Where, yeah. or or, or, or Luca, it's like they have to play. Where you know the United States is playing in these games, and you know for for like the games got the pictures of 
who they think is like the most popular guy. And like for ours, I saw, I think it was Matt McClung who is uh, like a fringe NBA guy. It was definitely a fun, fun guy in, in college, you know, has had some time with the Lakers is definitely not out of the league, but it's not, it's not like we're throwing Jason Tatum out there yet. Look, all that being said, the one reward we got out of all this was we got to see Giannis and Jokic kind of go at each other in, in, in a very one-on-one fashion. It was it was cool. I I don't think that they're traditionally guarding each other, despite being you know probably the exact same size height wise. <laughs> Just uh, fun fun stuff to watch. I I wish this game. You, said, was... you keep saying fun stuff to watch. It wasn't on TV. Fun stuff. Fun highlights to watch. We got we got we got some highlights, but that seems like a huge miss. I think it was in the in the in the middle of the day. Was that on Thursday or, or Friday? And so it wasn't until afterwards I saw some some of the highlights on Twitter because Giannis had forty points and it goes to overtime. And it's just wait a minute, it's the middle of the summertime during the day. Yes, I would definitely like to to, to watch this. How none of the streaming services, no one said, hey. How how do we get the rights to this? This is something we'd be interested in. Why why has it like the the most struggling streaming service not just throwing money at something like like Apple hasn't they they would they just bought a whole bunch of soccer stuff they didn't want to buy this this is international basketball I I feel like that had something like like all right With so we're we're two getting closer MVPs though going against each other we're, and we're, not like former MVPs and it's you know like the you know the big three where it's like oh yeah well I remember these guys but oof yeah they're past no. no. These guys are in their prime. I, I I would probably say that they might even be the the favorites to win MVP this year. I I think once Amazon runs away, which they're already promoting, I don't know if you saw the the Thursday night football only on Amazon, 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 Amazon Prime, all, all that, all that. So that's all happening there. I feel like once the success of their streaming, which is really going to be a successful this year, is so proven that they're going to just start throwing money at all of this. I I don't see why not. This this game, people might have paid to watch this game. In the middle of the afternoon, I still think somebody might, and maybe not a pay per view, but they would have been excited to have it on their subscription service that they pay every month provided to them. Like that, that's what I mean by pay for. So, I I definitely would have. Uh, and then even uh, since then, there was the the highlight of uh, Giannis spin move, guy falls down, and then just absolutely just annihilates the rim with one of just those Giannis dunks, and was just like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. NBA basketball is really awesome, and this is just a little taste, and it's on it's on the way. But it's just how, how was I not able to watch this? Anyways, it's a loss for everyone who didn't get to see it. If you didn't see the highlights, I still recommend you at least go check those out because it's two really good basketball players playing in a game that in a game in a style of game that you're never going to see them playing again like this. It's just weird. It's just odd spacing. They're all struggling because they're not. They just don't have the teammates that they they normally have. It's just a different different game. Uh, all right. Well, while we're actually on the, the, the talk of uh, international player, I think you've had this brought up a, a couple times here. The Redeem team is doing a documentary. If you're unfamiliar with that, this is the LeBron, Wade, Kobe-led Olympic team from 2008. Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Uh, been, been a while. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for just Kobe content. Uh, I think that's going to be the big highlight and the draw of all of this. But, you know, Le- LeBron Wade, is it's a fun team to watch. There's some fun highlights on there. I, 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 I'm, the name is, I have, I have a little bit of problem with the Redeem team because it's, it's, it's very much acknowledging that there was a bad team prior to this and there should be a documentary on that as well. All right. That's kind of what I'm really asking for. I, I hope this starts there to some degree where it's like, this is why we needed this, right? The, 
that's kind of how I'm expecting it to go. What, what are you expecting it uh, out of this? Um, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I was very plugged in on this team. Uh, obviously, the 2004 team, uh, huge, huge disappointment. You know, it wasn't that long before, you know, 1992 when, you know, the, the, the dream team and we were finally using professionals and it was no one was even close to us. So in 2004, when we we stumbled, uh, I think everyone kind of took a look and said, hey, you know what? This has got to be important to the guys. We have to redo how this is this is set up. A lot of guys weren't uh, interested in playing. It's like, oh, I'm not going to play in the Olympics. Like, I, I want to do my own thing. Uh, so a lot of new people came in. Uh, new coach. This is when uh, Shashevsky takes over. Uh, new managing director. This is when Jerry Colangelo comes in and just kind of said, hey, this is this is not going to be for two weeks in, you know, in, in the summer. Like we're going to take this seriously. There's going to be stuff. There, there's going to be expectations of you in the summers leading up to it to help, uh, help participate. And it's just, it's got a lot of, a lot of uh, big name guys on it. Like, like they always do. I think it's cool. It's going to be on Netflix. I think I said it was a uh, 10 part. So it's like, man, we're getting like 10 hours of this. Like that's going to be cool as well as uh, LeBron and Wade are executive producers. So like they played on the team and they're going to be heavily involved with this. So I got to imagine they're really getting to, to all of the guys on the team. All right. So it's 2008. How good is this behind the scenes camera footage? Are we getting some scrimmages or some, some, you know, phone cameras, phone pictures? Like what? 2008's uh, it's not, not a great era of the, uh, we think we're still doing flip phones then. It's not, it's not a good camera. Yeah. I think that they, uh, they did film like a, I don't know exactly what you call it, but like a live documentary kind of leading up to it. So I think that there's probably going to be some, you know, there were already a ton of cameras around. Was this the, uh, was this the Olympics where they were staying in the ship off offshore? I think that might've been the London Olympics. I think that might've been, might've been later, but you, know, you look through, you, know, you got these names. Like, let me, let me read through the, the, the roster. You got uh, Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Deron Williams, Michael Redd, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshawn Prince, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, this is where they said that uh, allegedly this is where Chris Paul, or not Chris Paul, uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron and Wade kind of talked to each other to then develop the uh, the, the big three. It's it's gonna In be Miami. it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Are we are they gonna run Do with that remember- narrative? Do you remember who they played in the uh, in the in the gold medal game? Uh, we played the Gasol brothers. Yes, it was Gasol in his prime, as well as that was seventeen-year-old Ricky Rubio playing. That's that's right, and I want to remember there, that. There's probably a couple other nameable guys on there. It was uh, I want to say Rudy Fernandez. That sound like Rudy a, Fernandez was yeah. Uh, he was a pro, and then I want to say there was a. Uh, uh, no, that's pre Abaca Spain, right? He he's not doing that either. Uh, that's that's way before him. Um, I, there's a couple other guys on that Spanish team though, if I remember correctly. Like that, that was a good team yeah. too. Yeah, I remember it was a good I, game, I, or, or not really a good game, but all right, it was it was a good setup of a game. <laughs> it, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it was 104.99 with 3:30 to go uh, before Kobe Bryant hit a hit a three, and. Uh, I guess no. Then then Spain cut it to 108, 104 with 225 to go. So I mean that's that's a pretty tight game. That's that's a good game. Uh, who else is on that Spanish team? Any anyone else? Uh, I, I, I don't have that in front of me. So those got to be the main ones. But I do remember because in 2008 I was 18 and I remember it was in China. So the time difference was way off. But I remember staying up 
don't know if it was like one or two in the morning, you know, with like brand new people that I just met at, met at college, but it was like, you like basketball? I like basketball. Like I'm staying up late tonight to watch this. Like you're staying like, okay, yep. We are, we're definitely, definitely doing this and just thinking like, damn, this Ricky Rubio, this guy's a year younger than me. And here he is out playing against LeBron, Kobe. It's just like, oh man, this guy, this guy's going to be amazing. All right. I knew there was one more. It was Jose Calderon. Oh, okay. Uh, at least he was on the roster. It looks like uh, he was on the 2008 one. Uh, yeah, no, that that's a good one too. That's a there's certain players out here. He's like, oh, I haven't said that name in a while. That's right. Yeah, that guy, that guy was a pro. <laughs> uh, Juan Car- Carlos Navarro too. I think he might have played a, a game or two. All right, uh, fun fun stuff over there though. I'm excited for the documentary. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think it's early uh, early October on uh, on on Netflix. So oh, that, that'll that, be that, good. That's this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I kind of assumed this would be like a, in the making that maybe we do a. I, I, I still think, I feel like we got cheated by the uh, the Jordan documentary release where they wanted to do it with the alternating NBA Finals game. Yeah. I, I still want that to happen for something else. Like, I, I still think that's a good idea. Why is somebody. I, I think that, yeah, I think it's a great format. Uh, so I, it, it's awesome this is going to all go up on Netflix. I, I just, I wouldn't have had a problem if they did week by week release or day by day every other with the the finals as well I, I would even wait for it but the fact that i don't have to wait for it has me a little bit more excited that we might be talking about this in a, in a month or two so uh yeah october 7th netflix so that'll be cool because that'll be just when training camps are starting to get going i think actually i think preseason games might start on the fourth so just kind of perfect it's not actual basketball but it's pretty close to to, to real basketball and really get the uh, get the juices flowing for the for the start of the year. All right, Zach, you got about two minutes here. Do you want to let everyone know about the playing sign up, the pick'em sign up? Yes, the uh, the pick'em sign up for the NFL season is open. Uh, we'll post it uh, throughout Facebook and other places where they, we post podcasts. But uh, it's real easy to find if you go to ESPN, you go to the pick'em area, and you just uh, search the name of the group is. LCA LCB so easy to remember just type that in and uh, free free to join no password uh, super easy and like Will uh, told you last week you gotta make your picks no no excuses make your picks is, is no point signing up alright don't sign up you're gonna make your picks although try to get as many people as possible to sign up and then you can laugh at them for not making their picks and we can laugh together be great the more the merrier mm-hmm. uh, that's about it for us today we will be back next week thank you as always for listening I think Zach wanted to promote a website, but I'm working on it. So when we get there, we'll promote it. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds else? excellent. Anything else for the people out there? Really hope that uh, the Mac Jones, you know, that the arms uh, warming up because I, I feel like I'm not hearing great things uh, out, of, out of camp, uh, and I'm just trying to kind of ignore it. So you know what? I'm just good vibes headed towards uh, Mac Jones. Dude, we're gonna be fine. There's no reason this team should look good week one. Talk to me week eight. We're gonna look great. We're gonna look like oh man, here we come. Here we go again. Belichick's done it again. Look at the magic. Look, he took this garbage and he made it into this. All right, just just get ready for that podcast. It's only like 15 weeks away. <laughs> we'll I'm be ready. Back. Column A, little column B.